Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's going on, Steelers Nation? It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasted on ESPN 970 AM. And baby, it's going to be a fun show because it's a Motes host Wednesday. So that can only mean one thing. You know, we're going to recap a little bit more of the game deep dive. Now that we've had a chance to sit on it, digest it, rewatch it a couple times, you know. So we're going to definitely talk about that. But you know we're going to transition and get a little bit of that Cardinals action as well. Start previewing those guys' little strengths, weaknesses. A little bit of a home come for some of them fellas over there. Mm, they do mm, call it mm, Steelers mm. West, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and technically, I mean, since we got Pat Pete, does that make this Cardinals East? No, 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 no. We say that for another day. We say that for another day. But anyways, it's going to be over the last. And, you know, we like to have an interactive show. So Power Grip, Megawatch, the best way. To interact with us, to get your thoughts, comments, concerns on the Steelers, the upcoming Cardinals matchup, and anything that might take place in between. Oh, man, the easiest way to do that is on the Twitter.com at TheBody52 and at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And speaking of good hair and 10 years of NFL experience, how art thou, my brother? Fantastic. It's a Wednesday. It's the halfway mark of the week. No, no, it's not a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Oh, we do is Wednesday. Shout out to El Bell one time for the coach. If you know, you know. And as you know, I got my feet up. Most mm-hmm. hosts. Mm-hmm. Let's rock it. I'm excited to see where these next two hours take us. Man, well, that's what I love to hear. Especially on a Wednesday, man. But um, I did want to start out by just asking. You know, we've had a couple of days now to kind of sit on it, right? We obviously remember the game, the 400-plus yards total offense. We know the excitement that we initially felt on Sunday got the victory. Then we kind of, you know, talked about it a little bit on Monday. We had a lot of yards, but the points were only 16. Man, Kenny looked good, but he didn't throw for multiple touchdown passes. As it stands today, how are you feeling now in terms of overall confidence level in Kenny Pickett? Specifically him. We'll, we'll talk Sully. We'll talk Eddie Faulkner. Sure. We'll talk offense as a whole in a little while, but specifically Kenny Pickett. How confident are you feeling right now? So you know what, actually? I'm glad you started there. Uh, you Rip know, the Band-Aid off, man. Let's go you, right into it. Don't bury the lead. You know this, Motsi. I do my contemplating, my thinking, my in-depth analysis most of the time when I'm in the car driving to the work studios here in the mornings. Takes me about Hardest 30, work I know, man. Takes me about 30, 35 minutes to get here. That's just enough time to contemplate mm. the day. 
And I swear to you, this is most one people the... do audio books, but you work. I like that you yeah, work while you're podcasts. while you're transitioning to work. I like it. Listen, man. You, you you can't spend seventy minutes in the mm-hmm. car commuting every day like I do and not get something. Those can't be wasted seventy Let's minutes. Let's go, man. Though, hey, you right? either getting better or you're getting Especially worse. Especially as we head to December and the road narrows. <sighs> Talk that talk, man. You got to be singularly focused is what it sounds like you're telling me. I am singularly focused on the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm glad you wanted to start here. I swear this is not like Mozi and I aren't doing a bit now or anything. We didn't rehearse this or talk about this ahead of time. One of the things I found myself thinking was I was doing that whole um, optimism cautious optimism thing in mm-hmm. my mind and hey that number right i mean you brought that up 400 yards wow i no one's brought that up in the last two days i mean i haven't heard that hey, uh, hey Wes, did, since did sunday you know, night did you know this is the first game since matt canada has been the offensive coordinator that we had over 400 I yards haven't of heard total that, offense i haven't heard that discussed at all no this is like a stat that I, I don't even know if you've even known about it like i had to go research this stat it took a long time to me find this number i don't know if you know it took me for Ever to find out that we had over 400 yards total offense on Sunday, man. Oh, so you're telling me that they didn't have a countdown during uh-uh. the broadcast? No, 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 no. I, oh, Steelers I, are 372 l- 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 yards. L- l- bro, I, I don't know what Here's you're talking about. It's been- I don't know what you're talking about, okay? On the day I don't know what you're broadcast. talking about. <laughs> so he's kind of the new year. The way he was doing his thing, he was raising fundraising money, so man. So I'm doing the whole, <laughs> Kenny looked much better. There was more over the middle of the field. The run game continues to be a big factor in this thing. Um, 400 yards, right? But then the other side of me is like, okay, you averaged 16.6 points per game. You scored 16 points. Like, if you put lipstick on the pig, it's still a pig, right? You still but scored 16. But it's a pig 16. with lipstick, though. That is true. That's, That's a good point. You ain't never seen no regular pig That's without no lipstick. Not, like, you, know, you and I put a lot of yeah, pork. We put a lot of pork on, on the man. smoker. It smoke a little better when it's got a little lipstick on it. I've never had lipstick. Maybe next time I do a That's a, a new brine. That's a new brine. That's, <laughs> That's a new brine. my ribs. Yeah, man. Put some red lipstick on that thing. I'm going to my baby backs and lipstick next time I do something. Lancome. There you go. I'm doing the, and then I'm like, yeah, you know, it's still 16 points. And hey, you know, they did it against the Bengals team right now that's pretty beat up in a defense that has been struggling. But I'm I'm still on the optimistic side with the offense and with Kenny specifically, because I know that's mm-hmm. where you want to start, a, a more narrow focus yes. here, not the big focus. Partner, it just kind of smacked me in the face mm. like a cold front that's rolled through Western Pennsylvania. Well, you few could days. say that again. That was their first game. With a new standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. That was their first game with new management, new voices, new direction, new leadership. And yes, it's not an entire coaching staff change. It's not a head coaching staff and all that. Man, it's they, the next important it's person. The, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's as close as you can get. It's hey, hey Wes, you're talking coaching hierarchy. In the head coach, of the season. coordinators. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, like if you play for the Carolina Panthers, you might be used to this at this point. Hey, I man, that's a revolving door down that way. <laughs> Some of these organizations. They be firing the interims. They be like, yo, I'm going to fire you the main guy, and I'm going to get you as the interim. I'm going to fire you the interim in the middle of it. I'll be like, yo, y'all are on one-on-one, baby. Them in Vegas. Them in Vegas. Some of these organizations, it is standard operating. It is SOP, right, to, mm-hmm. to change coordinators and coaches seemingly uh, every few months. That just kind of smacked me in the face that, if that's the building point of a new era, of a new regime, of a new operation, if that's the if that's the start of new voices, new play callers, new game, new new minds in charge of the game plan, that's a pretty good jump off point. Mm-hmm. It's still a hey, sixteen points is sixteen points. It, it, at some point, it's going to have to get better. We know the Steelers are built to win low-scoring, one-score, tight games. Don't blink. Lean on your defense. Make it up. Like, we know all of that. 
And that formula has won the Steelers a lot of games in the last yeah. two years. Without, I mean, what they're like fourteen and six in their last twenty or something like sixteen yeah. and four in their last twenty. No, I was right the first yeah, time. Yeah, you had yeah, it right. Fourteen yeah, and six right. mm-hmm. in their last twenty games. But at some, again, the standard is the standard in Pittsburgh. At some point, if you want to win the games that we want to win, you're going to have to score more than sixteen points. Mm-hmm. But it, I just kept coming back to if that's the building point, if that's the foundation, if that's the start, if that's what you're able to do with a new SOP out there on the road in an environment like that where the weather wasn't ideal. It's an AFC North rivalry. I'm coming down on the optimistic side. I think okay. that's a great start for Kenny. And listen, you and I, it drives us crazy when some when people do this sometimes. Right? It's like the pro football focus thing. We don't give a rip what pro football focus says about Miles Garrett, and then they rank Kenny as the third best quarterback on Sunday. And everybody Did you is... see what pro football focus said about yep. Kenny? That Adam is the third best quarterback in football. Yep. We do that in in certain areas with this team. One of those areas is... We don't care about the numbers. We, yes, that's another one. Another is we never say, oh, man, well, Lamar Jackson threw those interceptions in the end zone. Oh, Trevor Lawrence threw those interceptions in the end zone. We only say, Deontay Johnson should have caught that ball. He dropped it. Oh, we would have had more points. But... There is some talk truth. your talk, there, Wes. Talk your talk, there Wes. There is some truth to that as talk well, Talk your too. talk, Wes. The Steelers very easily could have had a, an additional touchdown in that game. Wes woke up in his West Virginia bag this, this is, morning. He this said is, he got time for y'all today. Hold on. I got my and, Manchester United. And he's United. a man you. I got my Manchester but, United. Hey, hey, he got, he got time today. for y'all today. Just know he got time. We on the pitch today, ladies and gents. We on the pitch. This is my very long-winded way of saying, as I've had this internal debate in my head and the good and the bad and the optimism and the, I don't even want to say pessimism, but yeah. maybe just the not-so-optimistic mm-hmm. things. I kept coming back to, it was a first game of a new SOP. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're going to be able to do, I'll take it as a building point for Kenny, certainly, in what looked like his best 60 minutes. You know, a, a top, if you don't think that's the best he's played in the NFL, it's top two or three for sure. First first game, a new SOP, I'll take that every single time from the QB. Now, respect on that, man. And Sorry, I just talked there for like eight minutes. Listen, you know I love to hear your voice, man, especially on a Most Host Wednesday, man. So no issues whatsoever. But what, what I will say is this, man. Um, I had a chance to go back, you know, watch a little bit more of that All-22 on Kenny. I actually did a, a film breakdown on him on YouTube. Check that out when y'all get a chance and stuff. But um, the thing that you said, man, his best game, I 100% agree. Now, I know statistically, people can point to that Bills game. He'll have better numbers statistically. Raiders game. I know Raiders game. We've talked about statistically better. But in terms of start to finish, decisive in terms of his read, confident in terms of his throws, fundamentally sound in terms of his footwork, in command of the offense, Handle the adversity that did come. It wasn't a lot in terms of the rush, but when it did come, he handled the adversity. Absolutely. Start to finish, man, I thought that he played a dope game. Now, it wasn't perfect. He still had a couple of misses where you're like, bro, you got to make this throw. But as a whole, what I was seeing, not just the Pat Fry move stuff, because like we said, schematically certain things like that have been available. But to me going back and re-watching him with Sullivan as the play caller versus Canada. It just seemed to me that with Canada, it was more, you got the full gamut to read, you got the full gamut to go out there and make a play in. But at the same time, with all of that freedom, I thought it overwhelmed him because now you're seeing too much. You're trying to process too much information that's happening too fast for him at this particular stage in his career. And it was costing him. 
And you would look at some of his throws, either a little bit rushed or technique just a little bit off. And you're like, why is that all the time? When you know one of the things about Kenny was he's very fundamentally sound. He's very pro-ready because he has a high floor. But that type of stuff was kind of missing at times. Whereas I looked at this past game, and it's like, man, we're still seeing same passing concepts. But now, instead of him looking for the George Pickens vertical or back shoulder, Deontay Johnson vertical or back shoulder and working outside in, this time it was he's working inside out. Mm -hmm. He was working Muth first, then working slot, then working to the outside. And I thought that was one of the things that really allowed him to kind of cut some of those throws loose over the middle, especially with the Bengals deciding to play as much of the cover two, Tampa two, that they were running with Muth. That's the matchup. You got Muth on your linebackers, man. He's too athletic, too fast down the grass, and we saw it. He picked on Logan Wilson, who I'm a huge fan of. Picked on him at times. I loved it. Front side, back side. Hitting him in the, uh, by, by the hashes and stuff like that. And I love how the Steelers said, too, if you're going to give us that, we're going to take it all day. Yes. To me, it was that nice dynamic of aggressive when I need you to be aggressive. You get single covers, Deontay Johnson on the outside versus DJ Turner. Give me that shot ball. Mm-hmm. You got George Pickens, double bump fade. What do I mean? Calvin Austin, GP, right next to each other. Both DBs pressed up. We've been running this since Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant, Marcus Wheaton. Double bump fade. You got yep. two flat backs, yep. man. That number one guy going to sit. That middle guy's running a fade ball because it's a guaranteed one-on-one. We hit that to GP. Confident, though. Didn't have to be called. Confident, man. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff, man, for me. When I saw that, I'm like, okay. Now, I can't go crazy on it because it was one game. And it is a Bengals team that we know. They have some issues going on right now. Overall morale, when you lose your franchise quarterback for the season, it's tough. It's tough. And they were still fighting. They still showed they up. Were. We're not going to discredit what they did. But at the same time, the context does matter. We also have to understand that when you are playing with it being 7-3, you get the pick late, you know, before they can go up two scores late in the game. Change how you feel also confidence-wise. Sure. And your defense yeah. is running back onto the field. You like, know what I mean? Man, what do we have to do? So, so it's just <laughs> a very different dynamic, so to speak. So yeah. that's why it's like you acknowledge it, you appreciate the work that he did in this game. But at the same time, similar to what we said on Monday, I need to see it again. But I do feel a lot more confident going back and re-watching it another time and seeing, like I said, some of those throws that he was making. It's like, this is QB1. This is NFL starter. This is we can win what we want to win with you. Not in spite of, with you. But the big thing going forward, and this is with any quarterback in the NFL, whether we're talking Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, whether we're talking Josh Dobbs, it doesn't matter. You got to be consistent. You got to be able to do this and replicate it. McDonald's number one. Don't matter where you are at. You could be in Japan. You could be in Russia. You could be in Florida. You could be in Portsmouth, Virginia. Hello, crib. That McDonald's number one is always going to be the Big Mac, baby. Hold on. Do they have have McDonald's in Russia? You're right. Right now, maybe not right now. I don't know. It's a touchy subject over there. But McDonald's McDonald's like the Chinese store. They everywhere. You feel me? You get the Chinese food everywhere? 100%. You get McDonald's everywhere, man. They open on Christmas. If you open on Jesus' birthday, bro, you bout that action. Chick-fil-A is closed, and all these other places closed on Jesus' birthday. McDonald's going to be open on Jesus' birthday, bro. I've been fortunate enough in my life. I've been to Italy. Mm-hmm. I've been to Spain. Mm-hmm. I've been down under. I've been to Shh. Australia, Mike. Shout out to the down under. I've been to Hawaii. I've, I've been to Hawaii. I, you know what all? A lot, those, man. You know, you know what all those places had in common? What they have? McDonald's. Talk about it. And you know what the number one was? Mm, what was it? Big Mac. Mm. Side of fries. Well. Coke. Mm, big talk. Now, 
I've had the McDonald's or number Sprite, one. Or Sprite. I've seen the McDonald's number one in Toronto. I've Ooh. seen it in the Bahamas. Okay. I've seen it in Mexico. Viva. Viva. Viva Mexico. Okay. I've seen it a lot of places. It's always the McDonald's number one. Now, some of these places might have like mayonnaise to come with it as Ooh, like that's, a condiment. That's the Canadian thing. That's right? definitely the Canadian thing. They'll have a little mayonnaise with it. You'd be like, I'm cool on that. Everything that normally has ketchup yeah, has mayo. Yeah, they'd be like, you want some mayo? You want some poutine? That's like, what they dip their fries in. Yeah, I'm like, ah, stay away like the exorcist. Like, ah. You don't like the mayo? No, I'm, I'm good. I thought you like any of your coffee. I thought it was more your speed. Listen, okay. I ain't Will Levis. I thought it was more your speed, okay, dude? I ain't Will yeah. Levis, all yeah. right? I'm from the city. I'm from the 757. Baby, do it look like we do that? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Ketchup. Yep. Hot sauce. Of course. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. We chill right there. We good on that, baby. You good on ranch? We good on that right now. Hey, you just don't like the whites. Anywho, <laughs> we're gonna go to break. We're gonna go to break. When we come on, back, no, come on. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna continue this conversation about Katie Pickett, <laughs> about this offense, and more importantly about these coordinates. Would you guys let us know your thoughts, comments, concerns on the Twitter.com and don't touch that Dell's art the most. It's Wesley Euler, and this is Stills Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for that second segment of the top of the hour show. Having a little blast, man. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Nation Radio, Simon Casting on ESPN 970 AM. Steelers Blitz getting after it. And uh, we started to show off talking about Kenny Pickett, man, and... uh what we saw on Sunday, if we felt like it's sustainable, you know, what's our confidence level in that being replicated or, you know, him even going further than what we saw. Maybe instead of it being he almost had 300, maybe he would actually get the 300. Bang, bang. Instead of we want multiple touchdowns, maybe he throws for multiple touchdowns. Bang, bang. You know, in terms of what our expectations are, what our confidence level is. And, I mean, based on what me and you kind of said, we, we do feel overall confidence in him to at least perform similarly to what we saw. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean it's going to equate to more touchdown passes? Low-key, I feel like yes by default. Agreed. I know people will bring up the whole, well, he could have had a touchdown this week, man, the Deontay play, or if the fumble. I get it, but he did it. I do feel, though, with the decisions that he was making with the football, that if that does continue, yeah the touchdown passes will come because he was putting in some tight areas, man. Yeah, I think he so, He was too. definitely throwing some nice throws out there, man. And let's be honest. I mean, he's he's got some nice eligibles to work with. Mm-hmm. When Pat Fryermuth is healthy, it's a different dynamic. You combine that with George Pickens. You combine that with Deontay Johnson. I know everybody's public enemy number one. Oh, we were talking about that earlier with the drop catch, by the way. Mm-hmm. How everyone always brings those things up. Like, it never happens. The Like, you know, like that's like receivers don't drop touchdown all passes right. all across the league. No one is talking about Deontay Johnson on third down, picking the ball off the turf by his shoelaces mm-hmm. to keep the Steelers moving down the field on an inaccurate throw from Kenny. Nor do they bring up the 39-yard catch that he had down the sideline. In the, uh, now, that was a good throw by Kenny, too, well. but it was a great catch by Deontay. Great catch by Deontay. 
that was my whole issue when people act as we'll if— We'll highlight the drop, then, the drop well, touchdown. My whole thing is but people, people act as if this team is better without Deontay. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. We literally saw this offense, or specifically these receivers, and the lack of separation that they could create when Deontay was not on that field for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. We looked at George Pickens differently when Deontay Johnson wasn't out here. We looked at Calvin Austin differently when Deontay Johnson wasn't out here. Allen Robinson was like the only guy that was creating separation when Deontay Johnson wasn't out here. So I know it's, you know, cool in a vacuum to make it the Deontay Johnson show and, you know, bash him, act as if he's not good and things like that. But at the end of the day, this team is better with Deontay than they are without him. He still is our best receiver. Not even close. Granted, George Pickens has more talent in terms of the deep ball. But George Pickens is a headshot artist. Think of Deontay Johnson as a surgeon. He's going to cut you up literally every single play. Surgeon. George Pickens is a home run power hitter. Yeah. Deontay Johnson is your leadoff guy who's, yeah, he who's do getting it all, on man. base more yeah. than anybody else. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And listen, you and I, we're not going to act like, like, I understand. I don't understand why, but I know why. That's the better way to put mm-hmm. it. Of why a lot of fans go at Deontay, why he's the lightning rod. He does have some tendencies in his game that are frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying that. Like, no one is saying he's Devontae Adams or he's Justin Jefferson. But he's also not paid to be either. But he is a very good wide receiver. And he is exactly what this team needs to complement the other skill sets they have in guys like GP and in Pat Fryermuth and, 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 and Allen Robertson and Calvin Austin. Yeah, I, I, I listen, I understand the optics of that play and the well, effort and everything. Well, so I wanted to good, ask you this, but, man. Because, like, when I think of Deontay Johnson, I think of him as a good number one, super high end two. So I said, man, if we're really going to just talk guys, right, that are in his class, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyds. There's not a t- – yeah. You see I what mean, I mean? Like, like, it would have been Adam Thielen a few years ago. Gabe Davis. Yeah. Like, none of them dudes – Devonta Smith? Once again, right? Yeah. None of them dudes make you to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, 1,000%, that's guaranteed to come here, and it's better. It's an upgrade. It fits every – No. I don't feel that way in comparison to Deontay Johnson. I don't feel that way. The only receiver that I really was like, you know what, not an all-pro, but at the same time, we know he's a dope guy that I probably would take over him, Amari Cooper. Mm. But I still view Amari Cooper as a class above him. He's done it for so long. Yeah. I'm like, Christian Kirk is a Deontay Johnson comp. I'm taking DJ over over uh, Christian. Every time. That, Every time. Like, that's my whole thing. So it's like, if we're going to— consider their price Right, tags. so if we're comparing Deontay Johnson to other receivers— that are his contemporaries, you look at the other guys. Tell me who is definitively better than what he's doing right now. All the people that you're going to name are people that are either rookies that are or second-year guys that are about to break the bank, mm-hmm. like a Garrett Wilson type, right? But once again, though, is or, it Garrett Wilson in the same class as a Deontay Johnson? No. I don't think so. Garrett Wilson is viewed as a franchise-caliber wide receiver. He's in the he's in the Devontae right. Adams, the so Jefferson that's a different. Class, that's the, the Stephon Hill. Diggs, right. Yeah. But are those receivers getting 18 mil? No. Those receivers are 25, dang near 30 mil. So if we're going to compare him to his contemporaries, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro get 15 mil a year. That's a contemporary. They are right in the same class. Who'd you rather have? That's the convo we're talking about. Because, yeah, it's easy to say, well, I'll take a Jamar Chase with him. Yeah, Jamar Chase called 30. I'll take Diggs. Okay, Diggs called 30 or high 20s. I just, it, it, like, again, I, I, I know, I, I get it. 
I get it. And but I, it's also a compliment to the way that the team played as a whole. If all we can hyper-focus on right true. now is... Those back-to-back plays by Deontay. And one technically isn't even a bad play because Gene Sturator said it's a touchdown. So, technically we're talking about one play. I, I, I completely that agree. That happened early it, in the game, and he still had to make all these other plays later in the game. What bugs me, too, is you've, this is one of the first things. This is an old you know, this is an old Steelers blitzism that I'm pulling out here. But when mm-hmm. you and I, the early days of this show in 2018 and 2019, when, say it, man. you like you used to tell me all the time and tell mm-hmm. the listeners all the time, mm-hmm. let your compliments be as loud as your criticism. I'm about to say, if y'all going to crucify my man for a drop that they said wasn't a drop, and the fumble that, yeah, it was a bad-looking play. Well, let's also highlight the catch like you talk about late in the game, picking it up off the turf. Let's talk about that deep bomb that he caught. Let's talk about him still routing guys up throughout the game. We can't forget about all that. And don't tell me that we win without his yardage. He was literally the second highest receiver yardage on the squad, man. And I know we can do that because we do that with Kenny Pickett at nauseum. This is also accurate. Break down his, here's the six plays where he was fantastic. Here's the four plays where he stuck, and we break them down at nauseum. Why can't we have that same energy with everybody else? Or they hit you with the, if you take away those plays, Kenny played great today. So if you take away that little lapse in judgment for DJ, you he played great away, today, bro. You take away 60 seconds there, and Deontay Johnson he was, was great. Well, maybe your best player. I'm keeping that same energy. He was great. <laughs> I'm going to just minimize that part. But if you, if you take that part of the game, bro, he was open. You take that one little play out, he balled out, bro. That's a, it's a great point. It is. And, you know, I, I I understand the frustration with some of the things. But you also, man, there's another side to that. Too. I would get the frustration if he wasn't productive. That, yeah. What year has he not been productive? People say he didn't score a touchdown. Did you see how many yards he had? Did you see how many catches he had? Even when he did not score a touchdown all of last year, did you see what he ended with? Did you see how he helped move this offense? Have you seen through all of the quarterbacks, coordinators, what's been the constant? DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't get why it's that all the time, man. Well, I don't. Gotta, that's, it's not a Steelers fan thing. It's not a full, It's sports in general. Fan bases like to have somebody they can blame when things go wrong. It's got to so be the head that's, coach that's or why, it's got to be one so of the players. So that makes sense why I don't understand it. Because, like you said, they looking for somebody to blame. As that's, players, that's the last thing on our mind, it's, man. It's, that's what we do as fans yeah. is we see com- – That's know, our last thing on know, our mind. You know who we like to blame a lot of times too? Uh-oh. The guys wearing black and white stripes. Uh-oh. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever the sport may be and whatever we, the, the umpire or the we referee are, We are taught so wears. many times before I point that finger at anybody else, man, I got three of them things coming back and the thumb. What can I do? To improve, what can I do to help the situation? But yeah, and, I get it, man. And you know too, this is a good tweet from from our buddy Cuban Dan. He says, "Honestly, people need to get off Deontay Johnson. I know that the tape was not flattering; it was a bad look. But at the same time, it's not his nature. He's been a leader for this team. We all make mistakes daily, and but except for we don't have cameras in a whole nation looking at us. Yeah, and you know, I was uh, actually talking with your West Virginia partner, man, Terrence Garvin. TG, shout, shout out. out, shout out to the homie, man. But uh. As alumni, we were kind of just going back and looking at the play. And he brought up something that I did kind of agree with. He was like, you know, he heard Deontay initially said that he was blocking. It was like, all right, we definitely know you weren't blocking. But at the same time, we don't think, or at least he didn't feel, that it was this strong sense of I'm walking, knowing it's a fumble, leave me alone, I'm pouting. We both kind of thought that, yo, he's pissed, he's pouting, that's why he walks off the line. I don't think he saw that ball hit the ground. I don't think so. And because you're pissed off already, 
you're like, bro, why y'all doing all this extra nonsense, bro? I'm not finna go do all this nonsense with you. Correct. You know this whistle about to blow. Stop yeah. wasting my time. I'm pissed. Yep. That was the energy. Yep. And when you look at it, it's like, yo, I get that 100%. Now, it's terrible timing. Because it just so happened, the fumble is right there. It's, that it's, guy. It's a bad look off all it's around. Certain, it certainly Absolutely. Is. Yeah. We're like, it's terrible all around. The timing is all around. But we we can't understand it if we actually look at it. But at the same time, we know that that's not always popular in today's time frame. It is more sexy to just no crucify and then no we'll doubt. walk it back a little bit and then move to the next topic. You don't really walk it all the way. Just, I go to the next thing. No, and I, listen, again, effort is one of those, as a fan, you got to have effort. That's kind of like the blanket yes. thing. Is I, I get that from a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. You always want it to make it seem like you guys are engaged, like they're like they're they're leaving it all out there, to use yes. the cliche, right? That's the one thing you feel like we can control. We might not win every single game, but we're at least going to bust our— 100%. We're going to bust our backside to, every to, single give, play. to give ourselves yeah. the best chance to do so. But I think you're right. Context matters. He's upset about that previous play. In his mind, he's thinking— He's thinking that's not a fumble. This is the whistle's gonna blow dead here. That's mm-hmm. the nothing. Like this is dumb. I'm not wasting my time, and my energy here. He addressed it today. He stood up in front of the media just about an hour ago and took accountability for it. Mike Tomlin, I liked what Mike Tomlin said. You know, Mike Tomlin basically in his press conference yesterday said, "I don't need to throw this guy under the bus. He's gonna have to answer for it to his teammates." Uh-huh. Facts, and, and that's, that's the thing I was saying. I'm like, the team's gonna address it, and that's it. what really matters. He's gonna have to address it with his team, and that's what really matters. And you know yeah. what? Good thing, I think, too, it happens in a game that you win. It's a lot easier to do those things after a W. Anytime you win, it's a great time. You could pat each other on the back, Anytime and it's all right. Anytime you we're, win. We're, we're fine. We got the W. Uh, Anytime you win. Let's, let's keep it moving forward going next week. That's 100% the case. You lose that game, man, that play is blowing up to you know astronomical proportions. God forbid they would have scored on it. Lord. Yeah, right? Oh, if, Lord. If, if Connor Hayward doesn't make that And low-key Connor, man. Shout out to Con- Connor. Big low-key went back to his linebacker days, shout, bro. Big shout out. Because, homie, I thought he was going to cross Connor's face. Connor broke down, came off the hips. I said, okay. He's been, he been working on his tackling. He in the lab. I see you detailing your work. But uh, if we he, lose another linebacker, maybe we just switch. Seriously, it, bro. Switch the way the, the way Connor the broke field. down, I said, "Okay, Connor, you in the open field, bro. That's not an easy tackle." Like people kind of looked at it like it was a guarantee. I said, "Bro, no, he could have cut back and tried Connor for real." But Connor, man, that was a dope tackle right there, man. What do you Salute always him. tell me? The more hey, you can do. <laughs> big facts, bro. Big facts. Yeah, but I was I was really impressed by that, bro. But you know, it's one of them things, man. You live and you learn. It's a lesson that to be learned. It's a lesson to be had in that situation. Deontay, from, you know, personal conversations with him, man, he's a humble cat. He's a dude that understands, man, I can't change this narrative by going out and just talking about it. I'm not going to be able to change this narrative by going out and posting on social media a hundred times about it. He gave you a couple of the troll moments on social media. Cool. But as a whole, he knows in order for him to, you know, change the dynamic, continue to be who he is, he has to get back to playing football the way that he knows how to play. He's extremely passionate, and we've seen it just in this game alone, the positive passion, him catching the big catch at the end of the game, flexing, you see it. Mm -hmm. But we also saw the negative side of it also where he was pouting, you know, and that's the dynamic for him, not just as a player, but as a leader. George Pickens, who do you think he looks to, man? Move. Darnell Washington, Calvin Austin. Who do you think they look to? It's true. Yeah. That's the guy. He's the guy. He's the leader, man. You're the standard bearer. Right. right now. Regardless yeah. of if you like it or not, you're the guy. And that's something that for him, man, trust me, as a young player, I get it. It's it's a challenge at times, man, because you do want to have a mouth burst. You do want to be like, nah, bro, like this is how I feel. 
and you can have them feelings and they be valid. But how you display them when you're the $18 million Pro Bowl receiver, that's a way different, you know, set of uh, responsibility that comes with that, man. Yeah, just expectations. Yeah, and I think for him, man, he does kind of deal with the challenge of that at times, man. But as a whole, I do feel like we won't see that happen again. I do feel, man, if there is the one thing, you know, we talk about we ain't going to make the same mistake twice. I feel like that's that one. The same way when we looked at George Pickens, right? And we was like, yo, man, why you didn't get your, that extra foot in? I don't think you make that same mistake twice. Yeah, just don't make the same mistake twice. Hey, man, you, you notice since that whole GP delete everybody on social media, played the game. I don't know what you guys are talking about. What, just bad timing? You know, he's going to be playing nothing else like that now, right? Whenever he talks to the media, he's super clear. Yep, I, hey, man, we all woke up today. It's a great day. Are you mad? Nope, not mad about anything, man. Life is great. Love it all. It's learning. It's like, bro, it's sometimes, man. Optics matter. Like, they do matter, man. And it it's sucks, like, but they do. We always say it's not fair. But it's also not fair that we get paid what we get paid. It is what it is, man. Well, I would argue it's fair that you guys get paid what you get paid. I'm saying but. in the sense of, like, if if we were just going to go down what is fair and what is not fair, right. where most of us no, come from, it is not fair that we Making get the assist. dollars a year, Deontay. Yeah. Bro, I, I think about it all the time. To like, bro, game, bro, like, why came, yeah, why game. came from the, what we, I'm like, bro, that ain't fair. I look at it as it's a billion-dollar yeah, business I'm like, that's and the players fair. deserve but I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, in terms of Fairness. I got the athleticism yeah. and the ability to play fair. this game right. and get compensated at a high level. Yeah, right. yeah but I it comes with saying. the territory, and that's the thing. It's like, yo, certain things they just are. It doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong, but you just and have to live to with it. Absolutely, life, right? man. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that a guy like Deontay works through, big time. And it just sucks that at times he's on the camera and he gets played on in front of millions, whereas for the majority of us. If we're fortunate enough, it gets played out off camera. It gets played out in the confines of our home. Or, yeah, yeah, like it's just a way different <laughs> dynamic, man. So that's the part where, like I said, I don't make excuses for him, but I do understand the situation. I just extend a little bit more grace in that vein because it's like, yo, I get it. I definitely understand the feelings. I'm not like, telling you it's okay. Yeah, it's like, bro, you busting your tail all week, yep. man. You want to be great. You yep. understand the situation, the urgency. Y'all just fired the coordinator, man. You're not trying to be next. You're trying to be the leader right here. You're trying to be the reason why we win. You're trying to re- be the reason why we say Mike Sullivan. Bro, you look great as a, as a play caller. Hey, Eddie Faulkner, man, you dope OC. It ain't got nothing to do with that call. We're just trying to show you that we nice. Yep, that's it. So it's like, man, you got all of this going on, and one little thing goes out of whack. You're like, bro, I'm about to lose it. Trust me, it's uh, like you that. You sound like you've been there Trust before. Trust me, you like bro, about the blackout, bro. I know they ain't just say that, bro. I'm gonna kill this ref today. <laughs> Coach Tommy, you did what? Oh man, it's a wrap. I'm gonna get him in the locker room, bro. I swear, oh, it's over. <laughs> it happens, bro. I know he missed that tackle. You ain't catch that, bro. You mean to tell me we've been practicing this call all week and we get here on Sunday and you blow this call, bro? I'm out to ring your neck out here, like yeah. And that's the nice guy. <laughs> you feel me? That's the nice Arthur mode. So it's like, I get it. I get it. I get it, man. But you do got to be just a little bit more aware of it. And that's the one thing, like I said, that I would say to him, man, as an alumni, not even on no media, just like Mm -hmm. that's the part that you just got to be more buttoned up on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, he he spoke like an hour ago and he took accountability. And um, I'm sure he's had those same conversations with the team. And they are on to Arizona. Shout out. Shout out. On to Arizona. We're not on to Arizona yet. We got one last segment in the top. (laughs) In the top of this hour, and we will spend a little time talking about uh, old Mike Sullivan, Eddie Faulkner, and how we thought they did in their debut.
But either way, don't touch that dial. It's Arthur Most, and this is Wes Eula on ESPN 970. Simon Casting on Stills Nation Radio. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Let's get it, let's get it, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Steelers Blitz, Steelers Nation Radio, Salma Casting on ESPN 970 AM, and this is the final segment of this first hour of today's show. Mm. And we are going to finish it up in the right way, all right? We ain't going to spend too much time on it, but we're going to spend enough time on it because we got to get that clock right. We ain't going to mess up the clock on a most host Wednesday. But let's get to it real quick, man. Immediate thoughts, Mike Sullivan, Eddie Faulkner. Oh, so I would start with you kind of where I began in, mm-hmm. the first, in this first hour. If that is the start of a new SOP, right? I mean, listen. One of us in this conversation has played a decade in the NFL, but the majority of us got good here. Listen, <laughs> listening and all these things have not. Um, but I think one thing that everyone can re- relate to is a regime change in your workplace. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're old enough, like you've gone through your company's been bought by some other company or your boss has been let go or moved on to another job and you hired a new boss. What regime change. Right. Yeah. And they and the new person always comes in and says, it's not a complete overhaul usually, but it's a, hey, these X, Y, and Z that we've done differently in the past, we're going to do it ABC now, right? And if that's your if that's your first go at the new standard operating procedure, great start. Uh, with it, with, you know, realistic expectations. Would I have loved them to score 20, to win 27 to 10 instead of 16 to 10? Absolutely. But I think that's a great building point. I think that's a great start. Yeah, man, I concur. Um I thought that both Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan, I thought they did a good job. I thought uh, Eddie Faulkner in terms of the overall plan, right? He's the OC. He was doing more of the game planning of the whole preparation. We know Sully was more so the just calling the calls on Sunday. But I thought as a whole, the thing that stood out to me from a schematics part that I loved about Faulkner, 13 personnel. We got big athletes, right? Darno Washington, Pat Fryermuth, Connor Hayward, Rodney Williams. Big dudes that can run, they can block, right? Man, we played a lot more 13 personnel and it opened up a lot more running attack in terms of Najee and even the passing attack, man, in terms of Pat Fryer move. I also feel like that's something that they're going to continue to build upon a la the old 2010, 11, 12 Patriots where it was a Hernandez and a Gronk. And you might have another guy that they would bring out there and it's like, bro, they're making you play base personnel but having your linebackers cover big, dynamic athletes mm-hmm. in space. Mm-hmm. Man, you trying to cover Pat Fry move down the grass as a as a linebacker? Good luck. Man, you won't do that Good for four luck. quarters? No. Corners do that. Safeties do that. But out of us playing 13 person, that makes us on defense mm-hmm. have to do that, man. And that's a challenge. Uh, 12 or 13 personnel on 24% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. So basically one out of every four plays. That's what we wanted to live at, man. You're going big. And I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Um, was breaking down, like I said, doing a little review on them as well on the same on my YouTube channel, man, talking about that 13 personnel. And you see it. You see how it's dynamic running the game. You see how it's dynamic in the play-action pass. You see how it's dynamic with the screen game and how it shifts when you have 22 versus 30. Still in 13 personnel. Sure. Same mindset, 
way it's, different way how you got to defend it. 100%. And you're just like, bro, and this by, is beautiful. And by the time you get to the fourth quarter, you're worn down. You're worn down. Mentally and physically. And we saw that to an extent as well, man. I think we absolutely did. I think that's why Najee had, I mean, he had 99 yeah. yards, right? One away from hitting that century mark. Absolutely. So from a schematic standpoint, I thought Faulkner did an exceptional job there. Now from a play calling standpoint, Mike Sullivan, we talked about that early on, thought it was simplified. Not in the sense of, hey, we're only going to call five calls. No, simplified in the sense of, I don't want you to have three reads. You're looking here, and you're looking here. And if it's not there, you're checking it down or you're running. Mm -hmm. Simplified. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense when you talk about that dynamic of position coach to player versus coordinator to player. Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the person that's your direct manager versus... Little guy's a little bit higher up that's management. Right, that's right. Like, 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 I know the boss, man. But that boss, man, hit a little different than like this boss, Brian man. Brian for us. Yeah. But Brian's boss. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I'm like, we, we know a Reagan. We know a Brian. And then we got a Wes. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Me and Wes dynamic a little bit different than me and Brian dynamic. Me and Brian dynamic a little bit different than me and Reagan dynamic. But he's where they all cooking. But that's the part, though. So it's like that level of comfort yeah. between Mike Sullivan and uh, Kenny Pickett. Then being able to say, what exactly do you like? What exactly don't you like? Why do you like this? I know why. Because we got this intimate relationship, mm-hmm. this understanding. That was the part for me where I was like, you know, with Mike Sullivan, I was definitely impressed. So I do think that, you know, going forward, we should feel optimistic that we should at least be able to start with another similar step like this. But obviously that's the beauty of football. We got to wait till Sunday to see it. But as a whole, I do feel like what we saw to an extent can be sustainable because of those nuanced things like that, man. I think so, too. I am 100% with you. And I know as you lay out correctly all the time, it's the National Football League. Ain't no bums out here. Mm-hmm. All right? It's not – you're not Alabama playing South Central Missouri, Tennessee, University State College, okay? <laughs> but they got a couple favorable matchups against uh, uh, some defenses that are struggling here in the upcoming weeks as well, too. Let's uh let's keep building on that. Let's see that let's see that progression stay linear. No, you're absolutely right about that. And with that being the case, we're gonna take our final break of this top hour so we can get that nice beautiful reset when we start the second half of today's show. But you already know, don't touch that. Dallas art the most. It's Wesley Euler, and this is the Steels Blitz on Steels Nation Radio, Simon Castle on ESPN nine seventy AM. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 